I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. As some of you may be aware, on the last episode, I promised that I would be bringing to you a discussion with Hector Franco, another writer, and we would be discussing the Manny Pacquiao-Jesse Vargas fight, as well as other boxing activities such as Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev, problems with HBO, all that, and, well, something happened. First off, uh, this is in no way Hector's fault. And to be fair, I don't think it's my fault either, even though I was the one who was recording, but that's beyond the point. So, I turn on the Skype recorder, I'm talking with Hector, we're talking for more than an hour, it's it's a great conversation, it's, it's fun, you know, there's no uh, mudslinging back and forth, despite how much we might have wanted to to make it really interesting, you know, we gotta drive those hits up somehow. But uh, no, in fact, I even told him this, that he had, uh, with his argument, made me, uh, (laughs) it got me to the point where I wasn't loathing uh, Manny Pacquiao versus Jesse Vargas with every fiber of my being. And I have to compliment him on that because once I decide, okay, you know what, I loathe this with every fiber of my being, it's hard for me to change my mind. But uh, we also... Discuss other stuff like Ward versus Kovalev, how that fight was developing so far, and uh, problems we had with Andre Ward. But uh, yeah, I, afterwards I turn off the recorder and I think, okay, I'll listen to it. I'll just uh, edit the audio a little bit. I mean, we we did get off uh, track about boxing because at one point we did start talking about comic books. Oh God, here we go again. Dark alert. <laughs> And who knows, some of you may have been interested in that, I don't know. I mean, we could have included that as a little bonus. I don't know, there, there's gotta be... I can't be the only guy in boxing who likes comic books. Anyway, <laughs> so we uh, we have a great conversation. We decide, you know, let's do this again. Let's uh, discuss Ward Kovalev when we you know go about a week or two out from it. And we decide, sure, let's do that. And so, end the conversation, shut off the recorder... And I go to open the file, and this is pretty much what I get. You get nothing! You lose! Good day, sir! There was nothing in the file. Nothing. And I don't understand why not, because it's telling me, oh yeah, it's recording, everything you say is being converted into an audio file, same with everything Hector's saying, so... And when I tried it, I got a Skype call 15 minutes later, and that recorded perfectly. But unfortunately, you guys want to hear what Hector and I think about Manny Pacquiao versus Jesse Vargas, not, you know, the progress of my parents' renovations to their house. And if you do, then for the love of God, what are you listening to this podcast for? Go watch HGTV or something. But needless to say, uh, Hector was disappointed. I was pissed off. I... I'm still trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and again, got no clue. You're gonna give me a piece of equipment that works, son, or I'm gonna whip your ass. But, uh, it, it's frustrating. But at the same time, Hector and I are still going to try to make plans to discuss Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev for later this year. 
we'll probably reiterate some of the points that we made in that earlier uh, Skype call, which none of you will ever hear. But uh, hopefully this, or hopefully next time it will record. Uh, I apologize for that again. No idea what 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 happened, but we're gonna do the best to uh, make up for that in the future. Anyway, speaking of making up for it in the future, let's talk about Robert Guerrero. What happened to this guy? Had the big shot against Floyd Mayweather three years ago. As everybody predicted, he came up short. Uh, he had um, a fight a little over a year later. And then in the uh, first episode of Premier Boxing Championships on NBC, has the highly anticipated fight with Keith Thurman, loses that. And, yeah, it's been kind of downhill for Guerrero since. He's lost, as well, first of all, as many of you know, he lost his fight to uh, uh, David Peralta, guy who had a record of 25-2 and two coming in. He was a former cab driver, if I believe. And uh, he might be calling himself the Ghostbuster because he earned a split-decision victory over Guerrero. Should we really be surprised by this, though? Guerrero has been on a downturn since the, the Thurman fight. He's This is the third fight uh, that he's lost since the Floyd Mayweather fight in hell. You could even argue that he should have lost his... That, that, sorry, what I'm trying to say is he's lost uh, three of his last four fights, and you could easily argue that he lost uh, the, the Aaron Martinez fight. I was watching that, and I remember him getting knocked down. He was getting hurt. He was just not boxing intelligently, and I thought, he's got to do something different. He has got to change trainers but no, he is content to have his father, Ruben Guerrero, in his corner. Didn't do him any good against Danny Garcia. It certainly didn't do him any good against Peralta. It didn't do him any good against Aaron Martinez. I honestly think that you, it doesn't take much of an argument to convince me that Martinez won that fight against Guerrero. So what's next for him? Well, Guerrero's 33. He'll probably be 34 by the time he gets back into the ring. And at 34, is there can you can you learn to fight all over again? I'm not saying he doesn't know how to fight, but maybe change his tactics a little bit. I said after the Aaron Martinez fight that I wouldn't be surprised if Guerrero hired Virgil Hunter as a trainer. He didn't. Shock of shocks. I thought he would have, but no, he didn't. Instead, he's stuck around with Ruben Guerrero, his father, and what good has it done him? None. I remember when PBC premiered, and, you know, they were kind of highlighting Guerrero as one of the stars of the sport, but what has he done? A split decision over Aaron Martinez. I mean, come on. I mean, granted, Martinez then went on to defeat Devin Alexander, what I called the upset of the year last year, but... You'd think that he could do better, but no, it doesn't seem likely. So is he going to change trainers now? Is he going to insist, oh, the judges didn't score the fight right, I clearly won, and continue to be in denial, not look at the writing on the wall? Who knows? But uh, whatever he does next, he better be extremely intelligent about it. Moving on, speaking of people who need to be extremely smart with their next move, 
Jean Pascal has decided to end his relationship with Freddie Roach. Not too surprising. Uh, Pascal and Roach teamed up for just one fight, and that was the one-sided loss, or rather the one-sided rematch loss to Sergey Kovalev. Uh, You'll remember in the lead-up to that fight, uh, Roach was saying that Pascal was better than Roy Jones Jr., and clearly he meant Roy Jones Jr. currently, not prime Roy Jones Jr. I mean, it, it just... It never seemed like the right fit, and then again, neither did uh, Pascal when he was teaming with Roy Jones Jr. I don't know. Pascal is a guy who really wants to be a superstar, but unfortunately, he hasn't done much to earn that status. Yeah, he beat Chad Dawson back in 2010, 2011, but what has he done since? Lost to Bernard Hopkins, Got a was lucky to get a draw with him. Uh, he beat Lucien Boutte. Okay, good for you. And after that, it was just knockout loss, knockout loss to Sergei Kovalev. So, I don't know. He's really got to uh, build himself back up. He's currently has a record of uh, 30 wins, 4 losses, 1 draw, and 17 KOs. Uh, he's going to be training with uh, Stefan LaRouche. Uh, Montreal-based trainer. Good luck to Jean Pascal and whatever he does next, but uh, it's going to take a lot of work if he wants to get up to the level that he thinks he's worthy of being at. Moving on, a week from this Saturday will be the matchup between undefeated WBO super welterweight titleist Liam Smith and former junior middleweight and former middleweight... You can't see it, but there's a little asterisk next to middleweight champion Canelo Alvarez. Believe it or not, this fight for the uh, for uh, Smith's WBO super welterweight title is taking place at 154 pounds. That's very unusual for Canelo. He has not made the weight in years. And I don't care if you're like, Andrew, he came in at 155. It's kind of close. Okay, close doesn't get you there. Close gets you almost there, and that's not there. Yeah, I. This should be an interesting matchup. I'm, I'm thinking that Canelo's gonna win, just cause it's Canelo. Not that he's that good. It's just that I don't think Smith is at the level of a Canelo Alvarez. True, he has been uh, knocking out all of his opponents since December of uh, 2013. And granted, his, uh, his last three opponents, while they're not names that I recognize, they all, they all had but one loss or some were even undefeated. At least one of them was. But uh, I don't think he's at the level of Alvarez. I'd be shocked if he, uh, if he pulled the upset. It'd be very interesting. It would make Canelo realize, oh, maybe I should have taken the Golovkin fight. But uh, the real interesting thing, the one thing I'm really, I really want to know and am looking forward to is, will Canelo get on the scales and will he be 154 pounds exactly? And if he does, how's he going to look? Is he going to look dehydrated? Is he, is he going to look like he's been holding this weight for too long? Is he going to look like that it was hell to make weight this time? Or is he going to look comfortable? Is he going to fool? Is he going to fool all of us? Is he going to fool me and say, ha! 
Andrew, you idiot. I could make 154 easily. I just tricked you. Uh, hey, I like it when I'm surprised. Believe me. But uh, I'm picking Alvarez to win the fight. Because uh, even when it doesn't come to power, Alvarez does have some good boxing skills like he demonstra- demonstrated against Miguel Cotto. So, yeah, we'll see. And we'll see if uh, afterwards, if we see the same old rhetoric that uh, that uh, Canelo's learned from his uh, from his promoter Oscar De La Hoya in talking about things that probably won't happen. Mainly, will a fight between uh, Canelo and Golovkin ever happen? We'll find out. But one thing that could stop a fight between Canelo and Golovkin is if. Gennady Golovkin loses his next fight this upcoming Saturday to Kell Brook. Yes, Kell Brook, the undefeated IBF welterweight champion, is taking a page out of Sugar Ray Leonard's book, moving up to the middleweight division to meet the biggest, baddest monster of the division, and that is Gennady Golovkin. Brook, as I just mentioned, is undefeated. He's got a record of 36 wins, 25 knockouts, Holds wins over Sean Porter, Matthew Hatton. Okay, not a lot of names on here that you will recognize. But then again, how many of the names on Gennady Golovkin's resume can you say, Oh yeah, I've heard of him. Granted, there are names like David Lemieux, Marco Antonio Rubio, Curtis Stevens. But yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup. I'm looking forward to this a lot more than... Canelo versus uh, Smith. It's, you know, part of me thinks, can Brooke pull this improbable upset? Can he do this? Can he survive against Gennady Golovkin? Golovkin's been knocking everybody out. The, The last time he went the distance, I think, was in 2008. So, is it possible that he can do it? Golovkin said, you know, I'm actually, I might actually just drop my hands and uh, let uh, Kell Brook chin test me. Because Golovkin, I, I swear to God, I've had this theory, you know, people say, oh, you know, look at the shots that Willie Monroe landed on him. I think Golovkin let him land those shots. He wants to l- look vulnerable sometimes so that he can bait other people. He wants the big names in the division. He wants a fight with uh canelo alvarez that's what boxing fans want that's what max kellerman and everybody at hbo want so we're not gonna get it anytime soon not if uh canelo has his way but uh this is an interesting matchup but uh despite everything i've been watching a lot of gennady golovkin fights and what i noticed is just he breaks people down he breaks him down, and yeah, sometimes fight doesn't end very quickly. These aren't prime Mike Tyson fights where it's 30 seconds later after the fight starts and it's over, but he destroys their will to keep fighting. They just, they look at what's in front of them, and they think, oh, what's the point? I remember the Willie Monroe Jr. fight. He wanted to do the, oh, I, I beat the count, but the referee counted too quickly. Because as soon as he got up, he just told the referee, no, 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 I'm done. I'm done. Screw this. He was done. And I think Kelbrook will be done too. 
I know that he's going to want to pull the upset and all the credit in the world to him for saying, hey, I want to fight the recognized middleweight champion of the world. No catchweights, no, none of that. I'll fight him at his own weight and I'll beat him there. I respect that a lot more than uh, Canelo knocking out Amir Khan. But uh, I just don't think it's going to be Kell Brooks Knight. I think that uh, I think in the ninth round, his corner, they're just going to say, look, his punches are, are doing too much damage to you. You haven't done anything really effective against him. We're going to stop it here. That's how I see it. I think that I think that Kelbrook's corner is going to save him from undue punishment. And if that happens, hey, once again, Andrew Schweitzer is correct about something. If not, hey, I love surprises. Trust me. I, I look forward to this fight, and uh, we'll be doing another podcast uh, afterwards to discuss the aftermath. Anyway, that's all we have for you this week. Next episode, I do plan on doing a movie review, but it's not what you will be expecting. I was hoping to review Hands of Stone, the biography movie about Roberto Duran, but for some reason, no theaters in Calgary are playing it that I know of, which is a pity. So, thank God for Netflix, because I found a much more intriguing documentary. But you'll have to wait for the next episode to hear about that. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Adzizic, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxingforfree page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold sets out.